This is Health on the Plains, a podcast about rural communities, rural life, and the many factors influencing the health and well-being of rural Kansans. Health on the Plains is a podcast from the Kansas Health Institute, a nonprofit, nonpartisan educational organization committed to informing policy and improving health in Kansas through honest, nuanced conversations with leaders and doers from a variety of backgrounds. The Health on the Plains podcast offers unique insights into rural health challenges in Kansas and shines a light on the people and organizations working to make their communities healthier, more vibrant places to call home. Welcome back to Health on the Plains. We're here at the Parolo Education Center in Pittsburgh, Kansas at the Community Health Center of Southeast Kansas. We just wrapped up a phenomenal conversation with Dan Dewing, who is VP of Community Partnerships, all about how we build trust in communities, how we develop partnerships, build relationships to grow access to care uh, here in Southeast Kansas. It's a wonderful conversation with lots of lessons learned. Uh, Dan's a, a really insightful guy. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Health on the Plains podcast. We're here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Now, some listeners may uh, may say, what are we doing in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's not very rural, especially if you're from a, a town like Nest City, like mine with less than, than 1,500 people. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh, you have a, a university here. We do. Got this beautiful uh, health center. Uh, but by many classification systems, uh, Pittsburgh's still rural. And our guest today, uh, Dan Dooling is VP of Community Partnerships at the Community Health Center of Southeast Kansas. And Dan's work absolutely extends into to rural areas uh, outside of Pittsburgh and, and in the region. What's, tell us something you, you just really enjoy about, about this region, about this area, and being down here and working down here. Well, um, my wife and I and our family are, are from Southeast Kansas. We had a little 10-year stint in, in Olathe, which was wonderful get the experience living in more of the suburbs but um, Southeast Kansas has a very unique um, love of neighbor mm. and support of neighbor and uh, that's something I've come to love and appreciate and it's at all levels uh, I grew up on a farm with my folks around Walnut Kansas and I always um, tease about that's a suburb of Erie, which Erie is very small too, <laughs> but um, so, but whether it be your, you know, your neighbor as a farmer, um, or your colleague at work, or my connections to Pittsburgh State, and the connections I've made uh, with as an education person, being a teacher and a principal at elementary school and a special director. Um, I still have connections to friends at Pittsburgh State and to the families uh, that we serve. So, it, you know, it's been such a, a natural move to go from the classroom to building administrator to partnerships mm -hmm. with CHCSEK. Um, I know a lot of these people, you know, some of them are much grown now, um, but I can tell you a story about that later. But yeah, it's. They, they really are supportive of each other, and we try to figure out what we need to do to make it best for humans in Southeast Kansas. I wanna, I wanna now go back a little bit and think about the history of the Community Health Center and some of the, the inspiration, and you, you talked about part of what, what brought you 
uh, back and what you love about this community is how people care for each other as, as friends and as neighbors. And the roots of Community Health Center Southeast Kansas mm -hmm. go way back. They go back, way back. to 1903 <laughs> when Mother Mary Bernard Sheridan, a sister of St. Joseph, mm -hmm. brought healthcare to the region. And she is quoted, and I think you have somewhere in your building we on do. a wall, we do. she is quoted as saying to her staff, do all the good that you can do for all the people that you can in all the ways that you can for just as long as you can. When you think about your role uh, here at CHCSEK and you think about the organization more broadly, uh, how does that quote resonate with you? It, well, it reminds me of another uh, phrase that a lot of people do is just uh, do what's right when no one's looking. Um, CHCSEK uh, isn't about being sage on the stage. Um, yes, we are the largest health center, uh, community health center in Kansas. Um, in the United States, there are approximately 1,400, 1,400 being the smallest, one being the largest. Mm -hmm. We're at that about 58 mark in the United States. So, but that all being said, in our society today, we're big and bold, right? Mm -hmm. CHC is is not that's not the mission. It's it's put your work to the shoulder, put your shoulder to the work, and and um, do what's right and help communities. So and uh, you know to uh, Mother Mary Bernard's Sheridan's uh, quote, you know, do all that you can. Mm -hmm. That's part of my partnership is yeah. is maximizing partnerships. And I am only one small grain on the beach of work here at CHC. I am only one small part. I was just in a meeting yesterday with the VPs and the, and the chiefs and Chris Postai, our CEO, and Jason Wesco, our, our president. And it becomes a little overwhelming when I hear all the things that are going on mm -hmm. and that the, the technical level and complexity mm -hmm. that people are working and doing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and, and you're doing it for all the people you can. Yep. So we talked about neighbors, right? Um, and interesting enough, I, I hope I can remember to weave this through. A lot of times when you think about a community health center, mm -hmm. the population of people you're thinking about are usually maybe people in poverty. So I, I want to flip that for you so you know where CHCSEK is. We have 75,000 patients. Mm -hmm. Only 14% of those have no insurance. Mm -hmm. We have a majority of people that we are their primary care source mm -hmm. in their community. Wow. So in fact, we're the, the their, their uh, preference mm -hmm. were their choice of health care. Mm -hmm. So that really flips people on their head going, oh, I was thinking community health centers were for the, the, the poor. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely, it's about access, mm -hmm. all access. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, um, we're really continuing to focus on, we always want to support the folks who, who are needing most access. But you know what, we've got a lot of what I would consider middle-class income mm -hmm. who work 
very hard, they have a job, they have insurance, but they're kind of struggling. Mm -hmm. If you're a single mom or a single dad with two kids, um, that's hard. And so our role is to focus on everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's a little different than than what sometimes people perceive. And to to provide a, a level of care and an access, a level of access to care where you can be the choice of, of anyone. Yeah, exactly. As when you know when you guys walked in today, our campus is gorgeous, and our clinics that are out there, they're really gorgeous, and they're clean, they're efficient, all the things you would want, because healthcare is really personal. Mm -hmm. If you walk into a facility. Uh, and it's well kept and well lit and friendly. Gosh, this is my choice. Yeah, you know. And I think that that can be a really powerful uh, approach. When I think about how we sometimes perceive rural communities, when we talk broadly about what amenities do folks have, what resources do folks have, I think we can sometimes assume that the best versions of things are in the cities and that the rural places yeah. get what's left or, or there's this perception that maybe yeah. rural isn't yeah. to the same level. And from everything I see and, and you've talked about, community health center in Southeast Kansas is, is not, is, is aiming for the best that they can provide for all the people they can provide it for. Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful thing uh, when we think about how people perceive healthcare in, in, in rural communities. Well, and to the, to that point, um, our leadership was very wise in understanding that the the current and needs of patients are twenty four seven. We've started to, to sort of talk about the the growth of community health center Southeast Kansas. You're uh, you're one of the the biggest in, in the U.S. and and you've expanded. Uh, into new areas and new partnerships. And unfortunately, when we think about the conversation we have mm -hmm. around rural healthcare, often it's the opposite story. Right. And a lot of times it's a very true and, and real story that rural healthcare areas are losing access or rural communities are losing access to healthcare. There's fewer services mm -hmm. being provided. There's a, a loss of, of providers. And Quite frankly, you all are, are the opposite. You're, you're expanding, <laughs> you're growing, and you're expanding purposefully to, to provide better and more care. But some people could could be wondering, very simply, what what's going on? How, what's the secret sauce? How are you how are you pulling this off? And I know there's probably no easy answer, sure. But I imagine part of the answer is the the relationships and the partnerships that that you've been building. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I want to start with. As we all know in any organization, whether it be KHI or anywhere, it starts with the leadership, the vision and the heart of leadership. And um, our our leaders here at, at uh, CHCSEK, uh, Krista and Jason, our chiefs, our VPs, uh, they're, they're passionately connected to and committed to the mission. So first and foremost, if you know if you're faint of heart of work, then you might want to move down the road because <laughs> this, this is this is not the place you would want to be. But if you have a, a real serious mission of work to help 
people in multiple facets. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talk about a lot about healthcare, but uh, we have a, a large footprint with mental health and growing, mm-hmm. and we can speak to that. Um, but so just being committed, but our leadership sets the tone. And I think that's first and foremost. And uh, it just oozes over everyone in the agency, in the organization. Um, I tell you, the other thing that <clears throat> I am most impressed with, and I'm really appreciative, is um, we are absolutely data driven. I am so appreciative and in awe of the robust data system we have here. Um, data is used to drive where the need is, and um, w- especially when we're invited to a community, and that's key. We can talk about that later. But when the community goes, you know, I, I think this could amplify some things we're already doing, like it would create some new jobs, workforce, yeah, yeah right? Um, it would greater access to healthcare. Um, and, and then there's all those little tentacles that happen you know how it works, a domino effect. Uh, but so having that, having that data driven is so important. Success breeds success. And so that's true of CHCSEK. Mm-hmm. We, we go into a community, we're invited into a community, we talk to the community, we establish um, a, a, a potential uh, a patient base there, um, services. Mm-hmm. And and then people go, gosh, I, yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then the neighbors talk to the neighbors, yeah. and it grows. Just, it grows. So that's part of the secret sauce, and and not complicated. There's there's so many there's so many pieces in in what you what you talked about, um, but starting with what you just mentioned, part of that only it, it happens if if as you said you are successful, and in this space that means you. You provide the care you say you're going to provide. It's a high quality yep. level of care. You keep your commitments that you say you're going to to a community, uh, and and that leads to, to more buy-in and more relationships. The other two pieces when you talk about if there is a secret sauce, two ingredients I heard. There's leadership that is and uh, a commitment top to bottom of mission-driven folks that care about this community. Absolutely, that absolutely want to continue to carry on the, the mission uh, charge that, that uh, Mother Mary Bernard Sheridan gave to, to do all that you can do. So it's that, that mission-driven passion, commitment to provide and do everything you can, combined with really high-quality data and insight and, and planning and really sophisticated um, intelligence, and you bring those two together and that those two ingredients seem like the core of this secret. It's sauce. a win. Yeah. It's a win. You know, one of the uh, really neat things about um, community health centers in general, but uh, there's a very high standard for quality mm-hmm. and quality measurements. Mm-hmm. And we have a, an outstanding team of folks who that's all they work on and look at and crunch the data on. Yep. And, if, and if the needle's not moving, what do we do different? And we're not talking about, um, you know, a talk about it meeting and then we'll think about it in six months. It's we're talking about this week, next week, how do we yep. move the needle? Yep. You 
talked a lot about the work you do to, to build relationships, to build partnerships. And a lot of that re results in, in new approaches and new partnerships that bring care into to new places. Before I, I ask you about some of the specific examples and okay. some of your favorite examples, I think it's worth, worth pointing out that uh, I think this is a different approach in some ways than how we sometimes think about healthcare. I think when we, when we think about building access to care, sometimes the approach is let's build the best facility we can in, in this place that's relatively convenient for the organization sure. and let's make it as great as it can be and then hope that, that people will come. And, and sort of hope that they can, they can make it to that facility. And don't get me wrong, you're building amazing facilities. This building that we're in right now is <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, but it seems like you're also saying, that's not enough. You're saying, right. how can we, when we're invited into a community, how can we extend our, our reach to provide services there where people are? How can we build partnerships with a, a school to right. be right. in the school and provide services there, not say come to us all the time, but how can we meet you where you're at? So with that sort of framing and, and thinking about all the all the partnerships, what, <laughs> what are some of the, the unique partnerships and, and relationships that you've built to do some of that, that, that stand out for you? Well, a, a phrase that I heard that resonates with me is there's sick care and then there's health care. Mm -hmm. Right, two different things. Mm -hmm. uh, when you are not feeling well, you need sick care. Mm -hmm. uh, we do that, plus we do health care. Mm -hmm. So, um, for instance, and I'll segue into uh, being partnershiped with uh, locally grown produce. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, because we have uh, food as a prescription. Oh, plan. awesome! <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, it's not that's not rocket science. We know if you eat well, you yeah. feel well, you you stay well, mm -hmm. right? But it it is more complicated than that because eating good food mm -hmm. is expensive, and it, 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 there's no way around it. So if we can um, help people either uh, get back on track to eating well and do food as prescription, but then we so we've created some. Um, uh, partnerships with some more local producers of food. You took the next step. Took the next step. Say, how can we exactly. So we're talking about healthcare, not sick care, <laughs> and they're both important. But uh, so doing that has been really interesting. Um, and you know, some of our local uh, producers of food um, also have an influence by sharing that with the schools, mm -hmm. and then we have students who are going, oh. So, you know, in Kansas, we're ag-based. Usually you think farming, you're thinking multiple acreage, big tractors, $1 million, I'm out, <laughs> right? Unless it's a legacy farm of some kind. But what if you were talking about, you know, a local, locally grown uh, greenhouse production that's sustainable and affordable and you can make an income? Mm -hmm. we, we try to partner with those people. Very so cool. that's that's one example. That's really cool. Um, so here's a new one we're working on right now. It's just hot off the press. Um, as I as I make new friends, friends become partners. Which friends and partners are two different things. <laughs> friends are friends and partners are you know we're we're now we're sharing the same sandbox and have to figure it out. Um, 
but we are now working with a lot of our universities. We've always had a wonderful long standing with uh, KU, of course. Um, now we're making uh, new partners, stronger partners with uh, our local Pittsburgh State University uh, has much to offer. Mm -hmm. uh, we are now the healthcare and mental health care provider on campus. Wow. Which we're super proud of. Mm -hmm. um, and the students were already coming to our clinics here, but now they can stay right on campus if need be. Um, our latest venture, though, uh, is with K-State. Uh, so you think, wow, what is K-State and CHC Southeast Kansas? What, what do you have in common? Well, I just we had a visit one day with all of the local extension office people they just needed a room to visit and meet. Mm -hmm. And so K-State president came and, and uh, his leadership team, along with many of the extension office folks. Uh, my family and I, we grew up uh, in 4-H. Our kids showed horses, our oldest daughter went and was on the equestrian team for K-State, so there was lots of good connections there. I just kind of knew that world a little bit. <laughs> and so I got to thinking, well, who is most, who is very trusted in rural communities with services that's already established. Mm -hmm. Your county extension yeah. office. They're there. All, all across Kansas. All across Kansas. Yeah. I thought, well, who is providing trusted health care and mental health care and services in small... I think I just described CHCSEK, right? And so I reached out to the leadership at K-State and um, they said, that's simple and beautiful. So we're starting to work on how do you, uh, and it's, I think it's an efficient um, concept because we're not creating a new model for ground up. Mm -hmm. Extension offices are already established. Uh, in, in many cases, the trust is there by the yep. community. They're, and they're providing good service. They have lots of things that are beyond what many people maybe even know offer, yep. right? And here we are maybe a potential clinic in town, mm -hmm. uh, we're at the school, mm -hmm. and how could we amplify what both are doing? So that's another example. That's, that's really neat. And when I, a phrase that, that I uh, have heard in, in some of my, my work, talking about collaborative yeah. work and partnerships, is that they move at the speed of trust. And that's been a really, really powerful uh, thing to, for me to think about. And when I hear you talking about how you're building these partnerships, you keep bringing up trust and yeah. finding folks yeah. that are trusted and building yeah. trust with your partners. Yeah. And I, I imagine that, that in a lot of cases, your work is moving at the speed of trust and that's the right speed for it to move. Yeah. Another thing that I, that I heard you say, and it makes me think about when, when I asked you about a federally qualified health center mm -hmm. and you said, sometimes I don't, I don't focus as much on the federal part. Right. And, when I heard you talk about your approach to building relationships and growing care, you said it, you looked around in your community and in your region and said, what's the good stuff that's already here? There's already resources here. There are already people and organizations doing yes. good things. How do we build on that? How do we leverage that? It's a very local approach. Mm -hmm. And it, you're, you're not looking uh, to, to 
the, the federal skies and saying, well, now yeah. we pull in, you're saying there's, there's resources here, right. there's expertise here. How do we build on that and leverage that? And I think that's a, a really, really powerful well, approach. I appreciate you noticing that, that and thinking about that because my school background, um, and I'll make this really simple. So 85%, if not a little higher of a school budget are people, not the bricks and mortar, not the football field. So when we go, the, the biggest, the best, the richest, the most robust resource in a community are the people. Are the people. Absolutely. And it's amazing the talents and work-driven people that are in those communities. And everybody wants the best for themselves and their kids and their families and their community. So when we go in, we really think about what are the people's needs? And it's not just medical needs or, or the needs yeah. that we produce, is maybe they're gonna be able to provide us yeah. some people resources that are gonna enrich our absolutely uh, you know our environment. There, there can be mutual. It is absolutely, absolutely mutual. And there's probably, it sounds like there's, uh, there's a lot of listening too. You're, <laughs> you're, not, you're not coming in and saying, no, we, are, we are great. Have you heard about how wonderful Community Health Center Southeast Kansas. You could say that, but you're you're coming in and you're not sort of saying we're so great we have all the answers to what we say. Absolutely, it's, it's, yeah. it's much more collaborative. My dad said there's a reason we have two ears and one mouth. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So one one uh, I love those those examples. I, I the the and and all of them a common theme is is building on local resources, building on on expertise, and leveraging the best resources that we have, and, and that's the people that's the people there. And I want to ask you about uh, another specific uh, program initiative that, that, I, that I know you all, you all do that I think is really neat uh, and hits at a challenge that we often see in rural communities. We know that we talk about access to healthcare. Yep. You could put a, a clinic a t two blocks down from my house, but if for whatever reason I can't physically make it to that clinic, then I don't really have access to the services there. And you all have, uh, have a program uh, that's in both Kansas or leverages grant dollars from both Kansas and Oklahoma because you've expanded into Oklahoma uh, and it's called Caravan and you offer transportation services to folks. Can you tell me about how uh, any any background and, and sort of thinking on on that uh, that resource because transportation is is a is a challenge that we hear often when sure. we come to rural communities. Sure. We're, we're just set up in general, we're spread out a yeah, lot of times. Yeah. And, and so how, how, what was some of the thinking and how did that partnership and relationship? Well, uh, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm gonna correlate to the, um, the origination, the, the vision, the, the spirit, the mission of CHCSEK in the beginning was to get students school, ready for school, mm -hmm. right? Make sure you're healthy, and, and so that, that, that's the original centerpiece mm -hmm. was have kids ready for school because if you don't feel well, well, you know, you don't and you know what happens then. So that being said, if you can think in concentric circles, what do schools already provide in rural Kansas mm -hmm. to get you to school? Yep. The big yellow buses, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So it's, it's, it's not complicated. And that is a, um, a, a, a service that is trusted, mm -hmm. forward, uh, and, it's, and it's very local, mm -hmm. right? So 
So why not healthcare? Why not mental health care? Have access, have a ride to get there. Absolutely. So it's not, it's not, so the, the vision was very clear that it, it is a barrier. It's probably, if not the top barrier for people accessing Service is near the top. It's yeah. always near the top, right? So our leadership again, who said uh, barriers, we knock down barriers, we figure out how to make that work, um, said, you know what? We did a data analysis. We we took a look at is is that an assumption or is that a truth? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. a lot of times we get assumptions mixed up with that's the truth, and in this case, it was it is true. We we knew it was, but we wanted to verify. Yeah. And that being said, we said, we've, we've got to figure out a way to get a transportation system put together. So it began with um, getting transportation for patients to access their care, mm-hmm. all right? Then our super smart leadership and people who are mission-minded here at CHC said, you know what? I think we don't have public transportation in rural America, mm-hmm. zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so why don't we figure out how we could work with KDOT mm-hmm. to help provide transportation for other things than just care, healthcare? Because you go, well, yeah. What are you gonna, you know, take them to the grocery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? If you eat pretty well, you're gonna stay healthy. You know, it's all connected again. Yeah. It's the whole person. Yeah. Uh, if you are stressed out because your loving pet needs to go to the vet and I don't have transportation or I'm an elderly person and I, I'm, I, I'm not, I just need transportation. Yep. We figured that out. Guess what their stress does? It goes down, their, their family pet is well again. Yep. It's all connected. Absolutely. And so um, the, the thing that I think is super smart on CHCSEK's part is that we also look at the business plan because it's super important to make sure that it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. These can't be flash in the pan, fantastic, and then it was a six month grant, and then, and then yank away the service. It's a good way to lose trust. That's a lose trust yeah. kind of activity. Mm-hmm. And our leadership here is very clear about, I wanna see the plan, I wanna see sustainability of the plan over time. Yeah. And so that that's, that's where that's at now, and now we've built a business plan that makes it sustainable. So there's both a this balance of a willingness to, to be innovative, risk to, say, to take some risk, yep. and at the same time to constantly be evaluated and learning all the yep. way so that you don't take a risk that you really weren't set up to succeed in. I'll give an example. <clears throat> we have um, a community health worker that um, works through one of our hospitals. Mm-hmm. So when a person is discharged, Mm-hmm. When they're discharged, um, then you're kind of on your own. Mm-hmm. So we we don't want them to go back into an emergency room situation, yep. readmitted to the hospital. The hospital doesn't want that either. Right. So a community health worker who has to have a certification but not a degree, mm-hmm. so they're they're it's a money well spent on salary, right? And they're they're good at what they do. Uh, an example would be another one is. Um, we have community health workers who are called, that are um, connected to patients mm-hmm. who live at their, their house. And we have one lady who will call the 
EMS <laughs> to come out. And when they get there, they, she couldn't figure out how to get her blood pressure cuff. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, you, you can imagine the cost of an EMS and yep. where you're not, you're probably going to go EMS, you know. Yep. At the same time, in another part of the county, there's a true yep. if situation. here, it can't go there. Right. Yep. So we, we work with um, local PD, count, uh, county, and uh, EMS. And so we've now integrated ourselves into that system with community health workers. So we're trying to sh- show, number one, it's always patient-centered, so it's, mm-hmm. it's good for the person. Yep. Yep. That's first and foremost. Uh, but economically, it makes great sense. Yep. And uh, then they're still connected to us. Mm-hmm. So then the community health worker will say, you know, while I was doing that visit, I noticed that we're you know, maybe a little dementia, so uh, potentially some uh, mental health supports. Uh, it might be partnerships within the community, i.e. Uh, food pantry. Um, it could be community health center. It could be multiple things. Yep. So Absolutely. What, and one, one way that you've uh, grown that might not be obvious based on the name, Community Health Center Southeast <laughs> Kansas, one, I, I think by my count, when I looked at all of the, the uh, your, your uh, places you can access care, mm-hmm. over 20, and you've extended into Oklahoma. And, you know, you know as well as, as anyone coming from the Kansas Health Institute, the, um, the health rankings, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, Southeast Kansas is uh, very concerning. And our counties are, are really, and, and everybody's working hard but trying to move that needle. Oklahoma's even more challenged. Um, so, you know, back to we go where we can make the most difference, and that is in those small rural communities. Schools, I know we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about schools, but of course that's near and dear to my heart. But that's the epicenter of, of support and catchment and schools it still is yeah uh and we have uh health clinics like full-on health clinics in inside schools we have um therapists that get up every day and they work in the school wow and all of that trickles down to you know if you got you know the student who's not feeling well is it strep throat or is it just i don't you know sore throat well, a lot of our folks who work uh, jobs where you are on a point system of missing work so you don't lose your job mm-hmm. or you lose hours, mm-hmm. it can be all done in school. I mean, so we're, we're, we're it feeds back into uh, employers and the whole thing. You go where there, where there is an ability for you to provide and meet a need and that, yeah. that extended into Oklahoma yeah. and it extends to the schools. Yeah. And I know, I know, education and schools are, are something that you have a background in and, and you care a lot about and it's absolutely true to my experience that in a lot of rural communities the the center of of the the social scene the center uh-huh. of what people talk about at the uh-huh. dinner table the center of what people think about is the schools yeah they're, they're the yeah. a bedrock institution and 
uh, when you think about meeting needs where people are at, yeah, schools is, is absolutely a place uh, place to do that. So it, it makes perfect. It sense. does. It really does. And when we talk about uh, social determinants, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, th- they're it. Like there's an equal sign yeah. and a school building picture. And if you can, and if you can help students be healthier, healthier students can be more successful in their education. Yeah, that sets them up. For Absolutely. Them. You know, we really hope, like, um, for example, here at, at this this new education center, the John Perello Education Center. You know, the data is really clear that, um, for instance, where doctors do their residency, they usually stay within about 80 miles. Data is pretty clear about that. Mm-hmm. So the leadership, of course, here said, you know, we know that, and we are, a, you know, a desert, and the docs are not getting any younger, mm-hmm. and dentists. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we can't get into dental right now. That's super important, but we do dental work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the whole point: is if we can, you know, hook students into thinking about yep. care and take care of them. At the same time, and support them, and support them, and, and from yeah. from you you mentioned uh, early on when we, you were giving us a, a, a our, our listeners didn't get to see it all, but we got an <laughs> amazing tour of this building, and you talked about as early as, as grade school, you're you're yes. finding ways to connect students with this amazing resource here, see the potential in in a yeah. healthcare, and you're you're not waiting around for for folks to sort of come here saying there's a, a challenge and we're going to be part of the solution and how can we support that and, and this building and, and all the resources that are part of it is is, is some of that so we talked about education and uh, you have a background in education and one of my parents uh, is a, is a was a teacher for a very long time and so I, I have to ask you to to lean into that, and so and I, I think you I think you'll be okay with this. I mean, you you have a, a master's degree in, in education leadership, and you've uh, worked as a as uh, as a teacher in, in that space. So I would put you in teacher mode. So you're in teacher mode, and you're standing in front of a classroom full of folks that work at healthcare uh, organizations in in places like. Uh, rural Kansas and you're talking to the folks that are maybe in a position like yours that are trying to think about how can we how can we grow uh, our, our partnerships and grow our relationships how can we continue to, to provide high quality care uh, in our region and you had to summarize your your lessons learned and you had to write them on the chalkboard what are what are you writing for that that lesson for, for uh, those folks well We've used this word a lot, and we'll use it continuously. But that is build trust, just as you do with your students. Um, you know, they uh, they will building that trust is, is just so trust. Trust is a word. Just put it right there and underline it. And you know, um, I think you need to create quick wins. Mm-hmm. We live in a society where. We study it, we dice it, we look at it, it's six months later, it's a year later, we might do something. You gotta have a quick win. And that may be very, very small. Mm-hmm. It may be as small as, let's try uh, food as medicine with a local producer who says, you know, I think next week I could deliver you boxes of something. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, um, 
uh, you know, a school nurse assisting in some way at the schools. Mm -hmm. It could be our dentists. We do outreach to schools mm -hmm. uh, and go out there. And um, so just, you know, the answer is yes, let's do it, follow through. You can trust us to do it well, but let's get it done now. This is not long term. If, if there's a if there's a step to to take and you've thought about it and you you can see the benefit. Yep. Don't don't think that that step is too small. Exactly. Go ahead and take, take it. it. And, and then it. and then think about it and learn from it and maybe you take a bigger step. And a, another uh, this is kind of a mantra of mine, but have a plan, but don't go alone. Mm -hmm. Have a plan, don't go, don't alone. go alone. And that's all about the partnership. Mm -hmm. um, so we always are, as you know, we're. We're calculated risk takers, <laughs> but um, but we you know reach out to our partners and say, does this fit? Does this fit? And um, it, it's it's always best to be asked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't crash the party. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, it's best so to be invited. Be invited. And and part of uh, part of creating a space to be asked and be invited yeah. is building those relationships yeah. Yeah. all the time. And you know, one of the things that I recognize is sometimes it's the systems that are getting in the way, not the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the people work inside the systems. Yeah. And I'm not talking about CSEK so much, but sometimes systems can't seem to um, be as productive and amplify a partnership. It's just because the systems are built so different, mm -hmm. it's difficult. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can't. Yeah. Doesn't mean we can't. So that's what we're always looking to see. And I, I always go into those conversations with partners about you know, the, the people we're talking to, mm -hmm. you and I. Mm -hmm. We we are part of families at home and we're we're not just employees. Yeah. You know? We're yeah. we're part of someone's church group and a parent or something. Yeah. Uh so that so anyway, trying to look at the system versus the people. And sometimes the people say, you know what, I think we need to change the system. Mm -hmm. And there it begins, mm -hmm. you know? So, Absolutely. and I think um, everybody has to have skin in the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I share with when I do legislative work is even the person that doesn't have any health care, we will provide it for them in, mm -hmm. and or in insurance or anything. Mm -hmm. But we do ask about a little five dollars mm -hmm. sliding scale, mm -hmm. a little skin in the game if you can. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the one thing that the Midwest really shows well, and as a centerpiece is, if I can, I'm going to. I'm gonna pull myself up with my bootstraps now. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm, I'm only I only have one boot on. <laughs> can you help me out? <laughs> but have a little skin in the game. Um, and the, the other one is just creating sustainable. I write the word sustainability. Sustainability, uh, sustainability. And, and that's true for whether it be our organization, the family structure. If you can create sustainability, other wonderful things are going to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, success starts to build on success. Absolutely. So we've we've talked about. A lot of, of, <laughs> of things and this has been a, a wonderful wonderful conversation uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back again okay. back in time the seed uh, for what what Community Health Center of Southeast Kansas would would become 
as we talked about, was planted a long time ago, 120 years ago, <laughs> with, uh, by, a, by a sister of St. Joseph who just wanted to, to try to, to meet the healthcare needs of, of her, her neighbors and, and of this community. And I think today, Community Health Center Southeast Kansas absolutely carries on that mission, but it's it's blossomed. Do you employ more than a thousand people? You yeah, have yeah. provide care to more than seventy thousand people every year. Yeah. It a lot has, has grown and changed in those hundred and twenty years. And and I'm not gonna ask you to look hundred and twenty years in the future, but I will ask you to look a little bit okay. in the future. So if we come back here in twenty years and we, we sit to talk about this region, about the health of Southeast Kansas. What do you hope we'll find? Well, the, the ultimate hope is that all our friends and neighbors, the people that we serve, um, are in a better place in their health, in their mental health. Um, and, and so that's always the goal. They're, they are our focus. They're what we love serving and doing. So that would be the hope. Uh, that we're moving the needle and helping people um, be in a better place there. Um, probably what I can tell you won't change is our passion. Mm -hmm. In fact, it will gain momentum. Mm -hmm. I, can, I, I, can, I can feel it when I work with the staff uh, and, and here at uh, CHCSEK. Um, the commitment, the passion, the hard work, uh, I think it's only going to grow because the outside forces mm -hmm. are becoming even greater pressures and we all know that in whatever lane of traffic you're living in, if you're wealthy or middle class or poverty or you're wherever you are in your context of your world, um, it becomes more complex and it's because we know more about ourselves. and. And then we have outside forces that are just, we're, we're, we're global. Um, there's no question, we're, you know, Facebook and Google impacts farming in Southeast Kansas. I could tell you whole stories about that, but um, they do. So that being said, um, you know, we, we have to conti continually remind ourselves, we gotta do all we can. As many as we can for as long as we can, you know the the mantra that that is here. So I I think you're going to see continued growth because it's the right thing. We do the right thing. We offer the right thing. We serve in the right way. Um, so I, I think you'll continue to see growth only because success builds on success and trust builds on trust. So. Uh, there'll probably be more of us, <laughs> and I hope so. Uh, and we'll just be serving more people. And as the as the world gets more complex, not less complex, uh -huh. Community Health Center Southeast Kansas will continue, by everything I can see, to continue to to grow to meet that complexity and serve serve folks here in this region as as best as you can. Absolutely. Well, this was a, a great conversation, Dan. I, I really appreciate your time. And oh, thanks thank so you much guys for, for thanks so much for having us. You just heard Help on the Plains. Look for new episodes twice per month. Follow us on social media and continue to listen to the latest episodes wherever you regularly listen to podcasts. Learn more at khi.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.